Hello, welcome to episode number 245 of the Appalock Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Head. We'd like to thank everybody for shopping on Amazon supporting the show. You too can do that by going to appalock.ca slash Amazon or appalock.ca slash US Amazon. You can do the old-fashioned way too by going to appalock.ca and click on those banners located on the right side. You can locate your country and every time you are on Amazon or you want to go to Amazon, bookmark those links and you will be shopping and supporting the show and it will cost you no extra money. Like thank the people helping me out on Patreon. You too can become a patron by going to patreon.com slash Apolog. You can pledge as much or as little as you want on a monthly basis to help with hosting and gas fees, and you can cancel any time. Go buy a t-shirt at Apolog.ca slash shop. Don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the show on iTunes. Give it five stars, please. Like the show on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash Pod. Follow me on Twitter at SimonHead666. Today on the show, I have the Canadian music angel. Well, I'm going to call him that. His name is Richard Baxter. And what he's doing, he's taking an old, abandoned, famous recording studio called Le Studio, and shovel by shovel and brick by brick, he's rebuilding it, and he wants to turn it into an actual museum. And this episode might turn sound a little bit butt kissy but it is because i can't believe the amount of drive it takes to do something like this without any any sort of there's no guarantee of reward so anyways like i said richard baxter is doing great work for the canadian music industry getting paid no money to do it and uh so listen to this it's a good episode his name is richard baxter and he's the guest on the Apolog Podcast. First of all, you win the award for getting back to someone for like, it literally you got back to me and I think was under hour and a half, two hours. Well, that's good. It's commendable. <laughs> that's good. And anything to do with the studio, we have to be on, on the ball, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So just to bring people up to speed, you are resurrecting... Canada's one of Canada's most famous recording studios, location studio called Les Studio in Morn Heights, and um, you took this thing on yourself and uh, and and started this whole campaign. And I've been following it for it feels like is it four or five years now? Four years? Five years? Five, five years? years yeah. Before I think 2014. Yeah, yeah. So, and I I I have to be honest when I saw hey this this person is going to try and resurrect this studio. I thought, no, that's that's impossible. It's not going to happen. And here, it, you it was, it's a long haul. It's a very, very long haul. It took five years, you know, before things really start to to move. You know. Well, yeah, but it's commendable that you stuck with it because the place burnt. Oh. I mean, the place burnt down. Half of it burnt down. It yes. didn't. It didn't waver like what your what your intentions were, and that's to bring its studio back to its at least recognizable form, whether it be a studio or you're going to turn it into a museum. I I hear. 
It's going to be both. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be a studio again. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a museum. It's going to be a recording school. Uh, I'm I'm do I'm I'm already building a souvenir shop. Mm-hmm. Because uh, you know I I bought the um, the legal rights from the government about three years ago. Oh, I didn't know that. So nobody was using the logo, the studio logo. So I I made a search and uh, I, nobody was using the logo. So I. Um, I put some money in, uh, and it's good for 15 years. I, I write the logo, you know? That's amazing. Okay, so start from the beginning, because um, I know the story, but a lot of the people who are listening won't know kind of what, what's how this thing all came to fruition. And I think you probably found out the same way I did, is by watching YouTube. And, and there was one particular person that walked around the studio from the outside, and, and this is how I found out about it, and videotaped basically this camera phone inside the studio. Yes, I saw that. Yeah, Matthew, I believe. Yeah. An American guy, eh? Yeah, and he did two. He did two. He did a follow-up, I think, the next year or something. He's got three or four. Yeah, 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 yeah. He he went back, but that was uh, before the fire. Yeah. It was uh, 2015, maybe his last one. Yeah. So, So go talk us through how, like, what you, how you started to be interested in the studio. Well, um, I, I built two studios in my life. I built one in uh, Orleans, Ontario. It was 4,500 square feet. I had a partner there. And um, I built one in Montreal when I moved in Montreal in the year 2000. And both uh, took a long, long time to build. The first one took like 10 years. And the second one, it took me four years to, to build it. Mm-hmm. It was uh, built in the 1894 home. It was a beautiful place, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But um, after a while, the, there's a new landlord that came in. And yeah, I couldn't do nothing no more. So uh, the studio was there for five years and without uh, operation or anything. Mm-hmm. Little st- things, but I couldn't play really there. He scream at me and everything. So oh, Okay. Yeah. So it wasn't too, too good, you know. So you moved out of there and then moved to Montreal, or did you move after Montreal? What did you No, do? no, that was the second studio. Yeah. I, moved, I moved all the studio there from Montreal to Morin Heights when I had the green light for the studio. I took all the wood, the windows, and everything I, I had put in that studio, I, I put it all apart, uh, brick by brick, and everything I brought it up in the 15-foot uh, truck. Right. At and it's all st- things that I use there. I use the windows. I use the, the insulation and everything when I close up the shop there because the studio was wide open to anybody. Anybody could go in and do whatever they want there. There was nothing left. Mm-hmm. And it was all wide open, all the doors and everything. So, Yeah, like when the studio, when I saw one where all of a sudden it was like really, really falling apart. And mm. it, it really went fast. I think in one year it went from oh. from being sealed up in a door, a lock on the door, to all the windows broken, the pool table oh, upside everything. down, everything was oh, completely. Yeah, yeah. The piano was gone, um, which we're talking a little bit this this after this morning about this. But it it went really fast. And what I think probably reason is because YouTube caught on to it, and people realized, oh my God, there's this place we can go screw up. It's just around the corner from us, and that's. The unfortunate part of it, someone tried to sort of say, here's this place 
that's falling apart. Here's a video for it. And then everybody, all the bad people, let's go fuck it up. And that was, that was sort of the, to me, that's was, my opinion. The police was there uh, almost every day, the firemen and everybody was there every day. There was big, huge parties there. And, um, and people t- think it's abandoned. It was abandoned for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. But now our kids are coming up to me now and they say, hey, uh, is this place abandoned? Not anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, there's, there's alarm systems, there's cameras, there's lights, and yeah, I'm always there every day. And you know, I live very, very near the studio, and I got the neighbor uh, watching and his dogs. And mm-hmm. you know, he, ha- he had to have protection. I- I'm not saying I'm going to save it. I don't know what could happen tomorrow. Right. But it's a good step forward, you know. Yeah. Now then how, we're going always backwards. Yeah, yeah. Of course. Now, how did did you did you uh, negotiate something with the owners? Yeah. Well, yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. It yeah. took me five years before he gave me the green light. About five years, four or five years. Then he, he I told him, I'm going to put an alarm system. I'm going to lock up the joint. I'm going to. I sent him pictures. I said, look, there was sweat seagulls all over the place and everything. I said. Uh, the next step, you won't have any more building and you won't hear about me anymore mm-hmm. because I won't be interested in just the land. It's, I want to save the building, you know. Mm-hmm. What was half, the, you know, the, the part that burned down was built in 86. Yeah. And that was like the offices and the video section and all that. But the main part that was built in 73, opened up in 74, is still up and the, the fire didn't touch it. Yeah. Uh, the firemen said it was a total loss, but. That's not true. No way. No, I think it was the breeze-blocked wall on that one side that stopped that whole thing from burning down. Double brick wall, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, you know, the, the building, all the cedar um, shingles were all black. But you see that in 2004 when Neil Peart goes up to the studio and visit it's already black. Yeah. That's that's not from the smoke or anything. It was from algae, from old age, yeah, yeah. 45 years yeah. It's a long time, you know, so, but nobody, there's chemical to clean it all up and, uh, uh, but, uh, we, we gotta, we gotta change it. We gotta put new ones. Yeah. Not right away though. Well, the, yeah, the, I think, you know, what I, from the history I heard was that the, they were going to turn it into like a spa or something like they had these big plans. So they started well, demoing it, right? They started demoing it and then it just stopped. You know your stuff, eh? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, you're well informed. Well, what happened is the, the, the third owner, he had a partner. Okay, the first owner was Mr. Perry. He, mm-hmm. he had it from 74 to 88. And then he sold it for a lot of money. And uh, Spectra bought it, Andre Menard. He kept it open till 2004, uh, 2004. And then he started selling all the equipment. He sold all the equipment, the SSL, and that went to Georgia. And um, the Trident that went to Van Nuys in California. Yeah, and that, that uh, yeah, that 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 Trident was bought by Elliot Smith. In between, I'm that. not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. About that's that. what happened. Is that he, Elliot Smith, bought it, and then he committed suicide, and then the console ended up down in Van Nuys, where they actually took a section, a channel, um, and analyzed it and turned it into a plugin. It's it's the Trident. Uh, channel whatever it is i forgot what channel it is but they actually took that console and they took the channel strip out and analyzed it and now it's yeah i forget what company made it might be universal audio maybe made it but wow well i'm learning something every day (laughs) (laughs) yeah 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm, I, what I find out about that studio, because I grew up with two older brothers, and I grew up having to like Rush. You know what I mean? That was my... Oh, I love Rush. Yeah. I love Rush. Absolutely. And I, I really... Best Canadian band ever. Absolutely. Like, they're one of the bands who are inspirational, love or hate their music. They have done things that have why broken open definite boundaries and, and pre- prejudices of, against Canadians, you know, where they can say, oh, you know, this band rocks with three people, and they do, you know, and so they kind of put that place on the map, but before then they had like, you know, there was, um, uh, I saw a Nazareth video out of there. Three albums, yeah. Nazareth. Yeah. Uh, but the, the guys that really put it on the map was A for Wine. Yeah. They did four albums there, and uh, uh, they went there, and after everybody went there. Mm-hmm. Rush went there after, you know, after the first Glance album. And uh, they really, um, you know, then Rush went in. That that's, that's, that made it happen, you know. The permanent wave and the moving pictures. Because yeah. I remember those videos, I Like to Rock, and uh, Tom Sawyer and Vital Sign and Limelight. Yeah. That was I, a sort of that was a neat service that was supplied by the studio. They said, "Oh, we'll we'll make you a performance video. This whole new thing called videos, and uh, that's how like the Nazareth one too. That's on film. You can tell that's film. And oh, then yes, and yes. then it went to I think April Wine must be filmed too. But then when Rush did it, it was definitely video. And um, I was talking to the keyboard player from um, Glass Tiger. He was at our venue. I forgot his name now, by the way. Oh yeah, but, I, I don't know him, but yeah. the, the um. He recorded there for sure. Yeah. He told me stories. He, what he said was what really wrecked that studio, what really broke it was this, the video aspect of it, is that it was just just not on the cusp of digital. It was all optical. So well, they paid so much for that. And um, I think uh, the building was so big, you know, yeah. it, it was hard to maintain to, 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 um, to make it happen, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So, so when you're, when you find that, what, what did you, how did, what, what happened to you when you found that that place had half of it had burnt down? Like, oh, well, I was working already on that property there. Yeah. Um, uh, I told Mark, I said, uh, I'm trying to clean it up. I'm trying to fix the roof. And I, I started that, that place where, um, who's Mark? Sorry. Who's Mark? He's the owner. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Present owner. Yeah. Uh, before we were talking about the, um, they wanted to turn it into a spa and all this. What happened? The real story is he wanted to make all cottages around the lake. And um, they had the guest house. There's a guest house on the lake, too. Mm-hmm. That guest house is beautiful. All Rush, uh, all, all the groups stayed there. BGs, Rush, Bon Jovi, uh, mm-hmm. Nanette Workman, and Nazareth, uh, Rainbow. They all stayed at that house. And that house was um, part of the deal when they all bought that. And um, what happened? He um, they, they started like you say. To, they put all the, the they took off all the wood the wood of the, the studio and put it in the garage in that part that was that, that burnt. And it was a big pile of debris, maybe fifteen, sixteen foot high. And um, then his partner took off with all the money. That's the real story. And Mark didn't have any more money to to make it happen. He he was broke. Mm-hmm. He took all the money. He he took everyone for a ride, and um, so Mark didn't have any more money. So he, he took off the electricity on the guest house on the studio. So and that that from the from then on it went downhill. 
In 215, the, the, the kids, they broke all the windows from all the building. It was mm -hmm. glass everywhere, just glass, you know. Um, yeah, just that control room window alone would have been, for, for, just the control room window would have oh, been, man. that's like five to ten grand, that one window. That's, that's the first one they broke. It was a double window. Yeah. Beautiful window. Beautiful yeah. place there. But uh, that's what happened on the uh, on the property. He lost everything. He lost the tw 220 acres. And uh, the only thing he has left now is the four acres and the studio, the remains of the studio. Mm -hmm. But uh, a good uh, a good news is my, my friend, he, he bought the guest house. Oh, wow. And he restored it. He's like my best friend now. We met Getty Lee together and everything at book signing. Really? And uh, that that man is called Luke. He's a really really nice guy. He's got money. He's got a lot of houses and stuff, and he put offer on the studio too. Mm -hmm. But uh, the owner owns uh, owes a lot of money on it on the property. So um, he, he wants a certain price. I don't blame him as well. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we got the guest house. That's for sure. You know, we yeah. got access to the guest house. So. Well, you should got somewhere to stay. You so you live in Morn Heights. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yes. I used to live in Montreal for 19 years, but as soon as Mark gave me the green light, I, I found an apartment here. I, I was starting to know the village, you know, because I got friends living up here, and, um, you know, I knew about... I when I when As soon as I see an apartment here, I took it. And it's less, it's less... Uh, the red is so, so less than Montreal, you know? yeah. In Montreal, I was working, working, working just to pay my rent, you know. Yeah, and even Montreal's cheap rent compared to Toronto. <laughs> oh yeah, but it's it's it it went high. Yeah, yeah. It, it, everything's going high these days, you know. Yeah. <clears throat> so you've got um, so you're gonna build this place, and uh, so what? Do you have a completion date, or is it still work in progress? It's always work in progress. Yeah. Every day, every day is a good day. <laughs> I saw one video, and you, because you, you, I didn't realize you were putting like these little 30 second, 40 second snippets of video up. And I noticed one thing I noticed is that you were just with a shovel by yourself, oh, shoveling. And you weren't just shoveling and throwing it, you were shoveling, then picking the shovel of dirt up to go to the dumpster to throw it in. And I yes. thought, holy crap, how that is, I, you know, I'm, I'm beside myself on how much commitment that takes to, to basically without any sort of promises that something's going to work out. You're just doing it because it's a very, you're very passionate about it. I can tell, but I feel that passion. And it's like, I want to make sure that people understand the, the amount of work that you're doing on this. And incredible. It's incredible every day, work. right? Every day. Like now. A miracle, you know, because uh, it's like the Egyptian, it's a shovel at a time. That's it. Yeah. That's all. And it, I, I, I did 90% uh, of the work alone. I'm always there alone um, every day, every day. Uh, Sometimes I take a break because I, I can't no more, you know, mm -hmm. and it's a rainy day or something. Mm -hmm. But uh, most of the days, like uh, out of 30 days in a month, I'll be there 25. But I always go every day anyway. You know? That's what that place needs. I mean, like, it's like, but I like I said, you to be able to... Uh... To be able to actually put that commitment into it, it's changed your life by the sounds of it. Do you think has it changed you? It's my it's my best summer I ever 
passion true in my yeah. life yeah even though i'm in dirt and shoveling and um it's just um it's such an accomplishment when you see the work progressing you know and see the change because that place was a dump yeah it was a dumpster it was a uh, so much uh, garbage. I, I I fill up two containers, forty meters each, and uh, we're on the third one now. In uh, in the summer, so that uh, bricks and uh, uh, you know, I'm not a young guy, uh, twenty years old no more. There, <laughs> I'm fifty five. I'll be fifty six, and uh, but it's I really like it because it's uh, an accomplishment. You know, yeah, it's a dream. It's a dream, man. It's. Uh, the studio, it's like, uh, it's the, the, the most, um, bi the, the building with the most history in Canada, for sure, in music, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. by far. Absolutely. By far. Absolutely. Even Massey Hall, it's not even close to the studio. Yeah. You know? Well, yeah. And when, so did you ever go to the studio before it got run down and abandoned? Have you ever I was there the first time in my life was, I was there in the year 2000. <laughs> and I was there uh, with my ex-girlfriend. Uh, she's got family here, a cousin. He, I'm still a friend with him. He, he comes and sees me once in a while. He's a really busy man, but he, he lives in the next little town here. Mm -hmm. And uh, he can't believe how much work uh, has been done there. Even the fire chief last week, he, they came for, and with the city. They came up there, and he, he, they can't believe it. Mm -hmm. They can't believe, you know, uh, there was three feet four feet of, of ashes and, and, and metal under it and wood and uh, and we're doing it, you know? It's, yeah. <laughs> it's well, incredible. Yeah, I saw the, the most recent video. All the foundations <coughs> cleared so you can see concrete and uh, there's, it's just, you know what I mean, the amount of, the multitude of work and the amount of work that's been put into it. Um, are, is there a, an idea, is there a plan to possibly rebuild the old, the other part that burnt down or are you just going to yeah. leave it as a well, when I, I talked, I talked to Mark. Uh, I said we don't have to do the, the whole thing right now. You know, we take it one day at a time. We put fences. We put it safe. Mm -hmm. We can build a little stage, mm -hmm. uh, make it nice, uh, clean up. You know, um, just to start. You know, and, and then uh, attack the um, the real building. You know, we restore it. Mm -hmm. You know, we got new electric panels there. Uh, all the old ones are out. Everything's out. All the last last winter, I, I cleaned the whole basement. It was full of mold and like four or five feet of debris. I cleaned it all up, you know, by myself. And um, like at least fifty bags, big heavy duty garbage bags. And I paid out for my pocket, you know. Well, that's I, yeah, that's part of the reason why I want to talk to you about this because you have a Kickstarter. You still have that going. No, that was no good because it was only good for 60 days, Kickstarter. Oh, right, right. So in 60 days, I thought it would have been good, but no, it started things. But um, then I, I made a GoFundMe. Yeah, okay, yeah. On the GoFundMe, I I, I um, raised about $8,000. Mm -hmm. But there's uh, there's something there because I told the people, if you give 25 bucks or 20 American. That comes up to 25 Canadian. Mm -hmm. um, I'll give a T-shirt and a studio shirt. So by the time you're shipping the shirt, hmm. which costs about $10, yeah. and then you, you make the shirts, 
So there's there's not too too much money left. Yeah. But the awareness is there. The people are happy that they have the shirt. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <clears throat> They're all proud. I saw when uh, Getty Lee uh, had his book signing. <clears throat> there's about about ten people that already had their list studio shirts. Oh, so. really? Really? Yeah. So yeah. That, that's cool, you know. I was talking to uh, Ed Robertson from Bare Naked Ladies. I just saw him in passing, and uh, they were mentioning it the the whole studio just as it burnt down. They were on a TV interview, and uh, I was there with another band uh, this morning show, and they were talking about the studio. I mean, like people are there's there's people that could really rally to this um, and do something like a benefit show or some type of fundraiser. Because that would be awesome. Yeah, there has to be. You know, there has to be some sort of um, spotlight put on this cause, and you can't do it on your own, man. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can, but it'll take you twenty years. You know? And, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I need help. You're all alone. You know, just shipping the, uh, the the shirts and all that. That's a big job. You know? Yeah. But in Moran Heights, I live right beside the post office, so they're starting <laughs> to know me. Uh, I, I sold about 1,700 shirts up to now. No way. Yeah, Holy in three years. Shit. Wow. And uh, the orders from Japan, France, Germany, Australia, Austria, um, uh, South America, Argentina. Wow. The, the States is my biggest. My biggest. Uh, it's all Rush fans. Yeah. It's all the Rush fans, you know. If everybody, every every Rush fan would buy one shirt, that's it. I'd say we would get a, a, a Ferris wheel on the property, you know? <laughs> but um, roller coaster. Well, what happened about three years ago? Somebody in in Vancouver, uh, his name is Scott Place. He started a big, big rumor about me oh. on Facebook, saying I was a vandalized that I burnt the rest of the studio that was left, and he got all the rush fan on his side. So um, I got um, banned from every Rush pages on Facebook. Really? And as soon as they hear Richard Baxter, it's a scammer. He's a scammer. He's a scammer. It's all scammer. They all pass the word that I'm a scammer. I'm the guy who burned the place. Uh, it's a real chaos there on Facebook. And, uh, um, and they don't even know what's going on. They're not well informed about what's going on, you know? Well, yeah, obviously you've been there every day since that I can see from May and you're posting the three videos, three videos a week that on average about more, the more, more than May. I'm there since September 28th. That's when I got to go yeah. from, from the owner. Yeah. So that's when I went up, I put the alarm system, I lock up the joint. I mm -hmm. put a wood stove in two wood stove actually. Yeah. Uh, for the winter. Um, I, I built walls. I built. I, I cleaned up the whole basement. I put cameras all over the property. Mm -hmm. I put lead lights all over the property, and the most important, I put flags on the roof. I saw that. Yeah, uh, beautiful. I put the first one was uh, Quebec and Canada, United States. Then I put uh, a British one and the Scottish one for Nazareth, and the Australian one for Bee Gees. And all the flags got their own solar light so it lights up at night it's beautiful man it's getting so beautiful yeah, and I yeah. The, the whole property it wasn't done for 12 years and I, I cut the whole thing down all around to the lake for for weeks just working with the bucks I got bitten everywhere 
But uh, it seems like uh, I'm so minded of doing it, you know. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's looking beautiful, man. It's getting there. Yeah, I saw. I saw you even found the raft, the raft out that was in the lake. Yes, two of them. <laughs> two of them, They're right? Two. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got one back. That that man, uh, he lives just beside the guest house. Okay. The guest house at the other end. Yeah. And that man, Claude, <coughs> he bought uh, Marjo's old house. I don't know if you know Marjo. She's a Quebec uh, lady. She sang uh, with Cobble. Okay, yeah, no, I'm I'm familiar. Yeah. Very, very, very um you know, she with the uh, members of Offenbach and um anyway, this lady she bought the house and he bought his her house about four years ago. Mm-hmm. So we, we became friends, you know, a couple of years back when I was going there weekends and working and trying to clean the place and but uh, I didn't have to go, you know, I didn't have the green light. I had the I had the green light from the owner to take some wood. Because there was that big, big pile in the garage, and yeah. I was finding wood from the studio. So, uh, you know, instead of, they would have burnt, so I, I brought them home, and I got artists to paint on those wood. And uh, I put them for sale on the Rebuild a Studio store, and people buy it. They're really happy. This It's a real piece. You see that? You see those pieces in the, the Rush videos, and mm-hmm. it's a relic, you know? Yeah. Well, that wasn't well, that garage, that sort of that, that soundstage that was a spot yes. where, like, Neil Peart would set up and just rehearse, right? Like, yes, absolutely, yeah. yeah. yeah Time Stand Steel was made there, too. Oh, no way. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, yeah that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the, the, the computer animated um, animation. Yeah. That lady, that blonde lady. Uh, oh, she was from Till Tuesday. What's her name? Um, Amy Mann. That's right. That's her new name, yeah, yeah. 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 So, yeah. right now, it's full of ashes, and I'm digging all that stuff. But Ugh. The it history is still there, right? Yeah, yeah. So, it... You know, like you, you, uh, I, I have to say, you know, like, like I said this morning, it's very inspirational that somebody would take this under their own steam and, and carry on with it. Cause truthfully, there's not a lot of people that would do stuff like that. Like people, no, no you, one would have done that. No, they all have, they all, they all have their lives, you know, me, um, me, I'm married. I got my wife and, um, Right now, we're we're pretty separated because she lives in Montreal. She's learning French, mm-hmm. and uh, she's working there. She she came here and she didn't have enough uh, hours to to. Uh, I I'm okay here, mm-hmm. but uh, you know she she's Philippine she, Filipina, so they, they send a lot of money home to their mom, and mm-hmm. you know they're they're like that though the that race of people. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. so uh, but uh, we're still together and all that, but it, it makes it harder. Yeah, for you know, sure. To, to be separate like this, you know, and, and this is your job. This is your life now. This is like you've you've sort of like do you, do you have a like a nine to five job? Like what are you no, just no, independently that's, that's wealthy? What I'm doing. <laughs> that's what I do. That's, that's I'm taking care of the studio. Yeah, it's caretaker, you know. Well, you know, and there's a job for you when it gets built, you know. <laughs> absolutely yeah. that's it it's already a job it's i'm there every day yeah i sell a lot of stuff there though yeah 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 people yeah. come up from all over the world and i sell shirts and i sell this and i'm putting all the money back yeah into the studio you know mm-hmm. lead lights i i don't know how many at least a thousand two thousand bucks of lead lights mm-hmm. and the alarm system last year was a thousand dollar the wood stoves the the wood the uh, solar panels, 
it all it all adds up. You know? Yeah, I bet. I bet. I just put a a, a, a new light there. The studio it changed colors. It's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, it's beautiful. It, it makes life to the studio. You need the life, you know, to come back. Yeah. No, no, it's uh, a very good idea. If there's no life uh, yeah. and all the grass is like a jungle and yeah. it's abandoned, uh, you're going to have trouble. I bet you people in that neighborhood probably love you. You're probably their savior because that place has been sitting there for 10 years doing nothing and dying. It probably Over would there. lessen their their property value. <laughs> so they're probably. Well, the, the neighbor, uh, Mike, yeah. he owns the ranch mm -hmm. from Mr. Perry mm -hmm. and he owns. The old Perry Road uh, house. Yeah, that's right beside the studio. Mm -hmm. And they, they they were afraid, man. They, the kids they come up there and they scream and they had parties and it went wild, you know. Police every two three days and. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But uh, uh, the firemen's really 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 happy. The chief fireman. Yeah. You know, maybe that's why he said it was a total loss. He was so tired of going up there. Yeah. That he didn't want nobody to go up there anymore. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. So explain. So the studio is going to be a, a. It's going to be the original control room and live room. Um, Same thing. Yes, yeah. it has to. Do you have a timeline when that's going to open? Because that's um, that's interesting to me because I record bands. Well, I bought the original speakers that were in there. Oh, really? I bought it. Oh yeah. They're, they're three hundred and eighty pounds. <laughs> they were. They were built by Paul Northfield, the man that worked with Rush. Yes, yeah. And um, the um, I, I bought them. I, I had them in Montreal, and now they're up at the studio. They're back home. So that's a big chunk of uh, um, of equipment right there. Mm -hmm. I, I own about a, a hundred thousand dollar of equipment. Mm -hmm. Got mics, and uh, you know, it's my mics. I built two studios, so mm -hmm. I, I've been involved in music for 40 years, yeah. more. I've been, I drummed for 40 years, and uh, I've been involved in recording studio for about 28 years. Now, what console is going to go in there? Oh, that I don't know. Yeah. Me, I want the SSL. Yeah. I want the SSL 4000 back. Yeah. And um, I got a few guys. Um, his name is Stacy DeGalli. He worked with the police. He worked with Rush. He was 16 years old. He was the youngest guy uh, employed by the, by Mr. Perry. And this this guy was 16 years old. He's born in 63. As he's the same age as I am, mm -hmm. but he had that uh, lucky. It was he was lucky or blessed to work there. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. You know, he was 16 years old, and he, he, we became friends for five years since when I started the Kickstarter. He, he contacted me. Then he went back to England for finishing his uh, his uh, master in something, and then he came back here. And now we're we're we always uh, he came up and he he explained to me the whole history and he, he's going to make me machines that they were used they used there. Oh, tape machines? Uh, no. Well, he knows where the real tape machines are. Oh, really? He knows where the equipment is gone. He knows who's got them and how much he paid. So that he's a good guy to have, to you know, a good friend to have. Yeah, he's like the curator of of the museum. Like he knows where to go he get knows, stuff. Yeah, and he knows the year where I was born. That was, uh, you know, built there, and he knows everything about the studio. Yeah. Now, do you so have he's any? He's a really uh, good guy to. Uh, yeah. When he saw the big monitors, where the hell did you go get those, Richard? Yeah. 
And then he, uh, he asked me about the name, you know, like the studio uh, logo. How come you bought, got... I said, well, I bought it from the government. He said, good for you, Richard. Good for you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was happy, you know, that somebody bought it. And instead of, you know, because Andre Menard, when he bought the studio, the second owner, he, he bought the rights to the logo to record with it. But he didn't, he didn't register the, the studio logo. Right. His, his logo was like a stupid logo, you know, like a camera shot eye. Right. Yeah. Like, a, oh, and the studio wasn't the, you know, the real the studio logo. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, when I saw that, uh, I made it a search and I bought it for sure. Mm -hmm. yeah, well, Anybody have... could have bought it. Yeah. Anybody could have bought it. Anybody. Yeah. 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 So, so you're going to, so you're going to, you, because there is places to go find SSL, like four 4K SSLs are not as expensive as they were 20 years ago. No, you can get one about $10,000. Yeah. It was That's a... not working, but we can fix it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, and I got, I made another friend called Dale. He came and helped me over there uh, in the summer. And he, he worked for SSL for many, many years. Oh, yeah. So he can rebuild the studio, uh, the board too, as well. Yeah. <coughs> but you can always get one about seventy five thousand. One working, yeah, 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 yeah. One working already. Yeah. But for ten thousand and put putting money into it, this is a good idea. Yeah. You know, if you got the right guys to sure. make it happen, you know. Yeah. Here's a, here's another idea. I mean, as a guy that owns my own stuff, what if you just made the control room where you could just move in ready, so anybody who wanted to bring their studio could set it up and and then record with it, and then that way you could get it up and going. Because I'll bet you people will be lining up out down the street to record in that room, and they probably but, have a laptop and a sound card. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I already have all the setup. I got fifty-six channel Mackie board. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, the same board as uh, Tony Iommi, and uh, I bought it from Jerry Cantrell, from uh, what's the name of the band there? Jerry Cantrell, uh, uh, Atomic Rooster. No, no. I don't know. What's Allison Chain? Oh yeah, yeah okay. Yeah, the yeah. guitarist from Allison Chain. I bought this board, so I got the board from from Jerry Cantrell up in Morton Heights, anyway. Mm -hmm. But uh, I want I want to go with the SSL. Like I want to bring back to uh, another level the studio. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wish, but well, one day at a time, anyway. Of course, there's yeah. so much construction anyway for to start. You know? Yeah, yeah. Well, you so much stuff to do. Have you seen the studio in um, in uh, in Switzerland? That was the Queen Studio. That they basically turned it into a a, a museum. It's uh, in Geneva, off Lake Geneva, and um, they uh, they turned the control room into like they put a fake console there. But it's kind of weird. You can mix like it's like an eight track playback system that you can mix the drums and stuff and. Go check check it out because it's pretty cool. Thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's in Switzerland, and it's where they recorded um, jazz, uh, play the game. I think um, play the game from Nazareth. No, no. Uh, the the sorry, the uh, Queen album. Um, oh. well, another one's Bites the Dust. That record. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And but uh, play the games was recorded at the studio from Nazareth. Oh, I'm thinking of a, I'm thinking of the Queen album. What was it called? <laughs> oh, the one with we, we Will Rock You, I think, was some there. And also, uh, they did like the last two records were done uh, that that Freddie well, Mercury. I'm not a big uh, 
Queen fan anyway. So, ah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, uh, I wouldn't know the history too much, but when it becomes for the studio and Rush, well, <laughs> that's another story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ray- Rainbow, Richard Blackmore was there with mm-hmm. the straight between the eyes. Mm-hmm. The, the Cult recorded up there. Geezer Butler from Sabbath did his solo album there. Yeah. I was, uh, uh, I worked, I used to work down in Toronto at the Molson Amphitheater <laughs> and I saw, uh, I saw Tony Iommi's guitars close up and really? they, were, they were on tour and, uh, and Motorhead was on that tour as well. So I saw Lemmy's basses on wow. that in the, in the rack, ready to, ready for sound, ready, ready for the, go, eh? yeah, yeah. And Quiet Riot was on that tour too, I think. Um, and it was, it was, yeah, it's, it's kind of neat. Like I'm a bit of a, a geek when it comes in to like you know, nostalgia and stuff like that. And it's part of our history, you know, and, you know, I, I, I don't, I don't think like some, I really want to hit this home about like the amount of important work that you're doing here and how it's appreciated from people like me. And, uh, you know, I, I really, really hope this comes and works out faster than you, you want it to be. I want, I want this to happen tomorrow. You know, so uh, it won't. That won't. That won't happen. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you can see the mountain of ashes we got to uh, finish here. Yeah, it so won't happen tomorrow. Where are That's you just... taking that dirt? You must just take it to landfill, right? Because there's there's nothing you can no, do. With. It's all in containers. Yeah, all in the containers. It's the, the third container there. We we got about one or two more to go. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's that's pretty much easy because it's all it's all dug up from the basement it's all up mm-hmm. all by hand i saw that there was a guy with a hoe on top of it just hoeing it up as yeah it's yeah. like That's so so when the cameras get switched off you bring the bobcat in right is that, is that what happens no no <laughs> i wish i did for the last, but uh, that guy uh, mike yeah he's a new friend he, uh, he's, he's been with me about a month and a half now he he came up here up there and he couldn't believe in one week what I did alone. Mm-hmm. And he, he, I think he was, he, he got a message from an angel or something to, I'm going to go help this guy. Mm-hmm. And he's been helping me like every day, every, some, some days he goes up back to Montreal, but the, he's there, man. He, if he wasn't, he wasn't there, I would be still in the basement in the hole for sure. Mm-hmm. Because when you're two, you're like three. When you're three, you're like four, because you always encourage yourself, eh? Yeah. Sometimes one guy is, oh, I'm tired, we're going to go home, and we end up doing another 45 minutes. Yeah. In that 45 minutes, you can do a lot. Yeah. You know, a lot of shoveling. It's like the Egyptians, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you have no Tell slaves. You. you have no slaves, though. That's the problem. Uh, <laughs> the power slaves. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, they, uh, well, you know, like I said, uh, you know, I... Man, I'm I'm super inspired, and I think people will be inspired to hear this story and to look more into it and sort of see what they they can do to help. Whether it be like send you a check or buy a shirt or or you know come up and pitch in. Baseball hat and yeah, arm arm. When somebody comes and help me, I really appreciate it. I tell you. Well, there's a few times where I was sitting watching these videos a couple of years ago going, man, I, I got to go up there before that place just goes away because it's so much history there. And, you know, now it's giving me like, okay, now I, I, I can come up now and, and know that it's going to be an actual experience rather than like, uh, am I going to get cut on something or am I going to fall through the floor or, oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. and then there's That's now cool. it's, you've, you know, the, in, in, you know, 
So I, I'm going to post everything where they can go to your website and how they can help out the help out your cause. And you know, I uh, I think it's um, like I, I am I'm, I am a little speechless because you know I do see what you're doing and putting into this and and you know good work you know. Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, it's important. Yes, very, very, very important. Yeah. Uh, I told the, uh, the the rush management this, this is the most important building in Canada. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Well, yes, it is. Yeah, you know, try to find me one. Yeah, you know, in, in the music history. Yeah. Well, I, the, I, you know, I don't know the why. Rest, I don't care about politics or yeah. anything. It's uh, music. Well, I live for music. Yeah, well, I don't. I think it's been like it's been pretty quiet from the the rush camp, at least about what's happening. But uh, I guess it's too. You know, they. I heard an Alex Lifeson quote saying, "Yeah, it was a place we recorded at, and it was fun. You know, but it's a different part of our lives. You know, like because they, you know, they moved on to different studios. They eventually came back, and then, but that that the whole thing about the studio for them wasn't as important as people that listen to those records. I think. Yeah. Well, of course. But Getty, um, Getty. When I met Getty at the book signing, mm-hmm. um, I told him I'm the, I'm the guy who got the the door from the studio because I had a call from Fender, mm-hmm. and Fender told me um, after the fire if I had the permission from uh, from the owner to take some wood or whatever, mm-hmm. and uh, I, I they wanted a piece of wood to make a base for Getty, so I said, "There's no more wood." And then I thought of it. I said, there's full doors there. And one of the doors inside the studio was all like uh, rip off the hinges mm-hmm. from the vandalize. So I took that door. I cut it 22 by 15 like they asked. I sent all the wood down California. And they promised me a base like Getty. And they say, uh, I, I told them it's okay to put the logo of the studio on the base, on the heads there, on the headstock. And... Um, Anyway, I, I, I went up there, I got the door, I got it cut. It cost me like 100 bucks or more. Uh, I sent it to Fender by FedEx, and, um, uh, you know, I took a taxi to bring it from my house to the FedEx place and all that, and they promised me a base and all this. But um, they made a base for Getty, they made a Telecaster for Alex, and they made drumstick for Neil out of that door. Wow. But they didn't do nothing for me. Nah. Nothing. Zero. <laughs> they ran zero, out of wood. Zero. Ran out of Pardon? wood. They ran out of wood. Uh, no, <laughs> they had some more. They had some more. It's just like I don't know what happened. He's, the guy didn't have a, um, uh, how you say that? Um, he's not a man of his words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No way, no yeah. way. You know, because when you promise something like that, you should you know carry through. And even though if they don't have any more wood, you should send me a, just a Getty a Getty base, just something, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. a Fender or Getty base, or at least a certificate. Mm-hmm. You know, at least, yeah, you know, uh, for you know, and they didn't do nothing. So, I I I, I call Fender and I I'm trying to to um, to see what they can do. You know, because it's not good for the company. No, you know, because there's more wood there. And if I if I give some to PRS or somebody else and i explained the story what happened with fender it won't be good for their reputation too much no no good you know i I think simon that um if they see what i'm doing and they see it's legit and they see all the you know they'll give something eventually 
Mm-hmm. You know, I think it's just being patient. Mm-hmm. It's like uh, if you're trying to raise money or something, and the place looks like a garbage dump. It's not you know, nobody's it. interested, you know. Yeah, and uh, the doors are all wide open, and anybody can walk in. And I don't think mm, people were. Eh, that's not too good. But if they see that it's all alarm and it's all closed, and yeah. the the worker is getting done and it's getting clean, well, that's another story. Yeah, you know, you should contact all the companies like Studer and SSL and say, tell them what you're doing and and get them to sponsor, like build, like to fit the room out or something or to decorate it or do something that it's something that costs money. Because, you know, decorating a room like we just did our basement. It was like $12,000 for and our bathroom is 20, almost $18,000 for the two bathrooms. So that is something that I think they can invest in. They wouldn't send you gear, but you could probably say, "Hey, you, let's make this the Solid State Logic uh, waiting room or something." You know what I mean? And and get sponsors involved because once once that part gets fitted out, it, I think it's going to snowball. I really do. I think uh, when they'll see the improvement, it's going to start. But like I say, when I get home, I'm so tired. I don't even. I don't have time for doing it. I, I put my videos up there when I go to bed, man. I'm tired. Mm, yeah. So I'm dead after a shower. Well, <laughs> you work all day with the shovel. And have you lost any weight? <laughs> you, know, you, you know, you're tired. You know. Yeah. Have you uh, Have you noticed yourself fit like more fit now? That like is this? Is, I lost twenty pounds. Oh my! <laughs> I'm not I lost so. twenty pounds. That's that, amazing. That big crowbar. I thought it was really heavy, but now it's like. Uh, you no problem. You know. Yeah. Well, that's what you're and getting out of it. You know what. Maybe, just like, yeah. Maybe you get yourself in a you know another ten years of life or something. That's the pro- you know, you that's know the what payback. I should do? What I should try uh, start a fit fitness club. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's a good bring idea. Bring your lunch. Yeah. Bring your boots. Yeah. And uh, bring your water, and you'll fit. You'll be fit in three weeks. I tell you. Yeah. So you can tell the guy. <laughs> they can tell the guy, Mark. It actually was a, turned into a, a spa of sorts, like a, a boot camp. <laughs> oh, it's uh well, well, Mark, he, he changed his idea, you know? Yeah. He didn't want to put any money into it, any, anything, but when he's, now he sees me, you know? And he's happy, man. He put some money in. He paid paid uh, the electricity box that, that was like $2,000. Mm-hmm. He, um, he paid some containers. He's ready to put the electricity in. We're all waiting for um, permits from the city, too. Yeah. That's all red tape, you know? A lot oh, of red yeah. tape. With yeah. the city and all this, and they didn't want this the, the studio to go back, and uh, everything. I don't know. They they're like young and they don't understand it, the history of the studio. Mm-hmm. And uh, Moran Heights was built on the studio. Yeah, that that's what made the town happen. If uh, if the studio wouldn't be there, I wouldn't know Moran Heights. Moran Heights, where is that? You know, mm-hmm. I don't know. But because of the studio, since I'm a kid, I know the studio since I'm eighty three. Yeah, nineteen eighty three. Um, I heard there was a ca- cabin in the woods, and they go record there, and it, I, I got chills right off just hearing that. And, I, and then I saw Tom Sawyer, and you know, like wow, that's the studio, man. You know, like yeah. And and, and then I, I visited it in two thousand, the year two thousand. It was fun, totally functional. And then I did, I never went back. And uh, I, the guy said, I, I would love to bring you in, Richard, but I can't. Mm-hmm. I wanted to visit, and then um, a friend of mine he came he came to my house in Montreal, and he said he's got these fuses. 
and a magazine and a couple of light switch. And he said, you know where this fuse is? It's from? I said, I don't know. From the studio, man. It's from the studio. You know? <laughs> he said, those fuses were from the studio. It's, it's, it's abandoned, man. It's all open. and everything. What? Yeah. I couldn't believe it. And then, then I made my way up. And I saw the place, and I was with my wife and another couple. I said, if you bring me there. Like, I was working uh, Saturday night. I was really tired. Then we went to church on Sunday morning, and they wanted to go to Saint-Sauveur. Uh, there's an outlet there for, you know, like for for Hill Finger and mm-hmm. those shirts and all that, you know. And uh, so uh, I said, I'm too tired, man. I don't want to go to Saint-Sauveur. I'm tired. I want to go to bed and just relax or just I work hard, you know, and... And uh, I said, if you take me to the studio, I'll go. <laughs> so they took me to the studio. He said, Franco looks at his phone, his GPS. It's only 14 minutes away from St. Silver. I'll take you there. I said, if you take me there, I kiss the building. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was uh, like March, and it was full of snow still. And he took me there. I just ran up the stairs, man, I, in the snow, and I kissed the building. And then I noticed the door was right off his inches in the snow. I ran right through where Neil Peart had his drum, and I I was freaking. Yeah, all the windows were there still. Not much was broken that in those time, in that time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, then then I started the Kickstarter for sure. Yeah, I really wanted to do something with that place, you know. Hmm. Yeah, and you know you are, <laughs> you know, just well, every little bit and every little bit counts and. Uh, my best. I'm just doing my best. Well, I mean, karma is gonna gonna be really good, kind to you. I think you know. I think it is because you know, like I said, you're doing it. Like I said in the very beginning, you're doing this without any promises of success or monetization or um, even even health. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> there's no guarantee in in all of this, and not a lot of not a lot of people have the balls to do that. So, you know. I I uh, I think this podcast might come off as me being a little bit of gloaty, but I or or being a little bit gissassy. Uh, but I think, like I said, I can't stop and I can't imp- express how much this means to uh, someone like me that watches these things happen. And I think people could learn something from it. So good for you. Well, it's a good it's a good thing. Yeah, but I'm not doing that for me. I'm not doing that for the money. No. No, you know, it's, uh, I, I, I'm living really poor here, but not 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 poor poor, but just just enough to survive and be there. Yeah, take yeah. my lunch every day and go work. You know, that's <laughs> all we can do. Well, I'm not making any promises that I can come up and help, but I want to I want to come up and take a tour, and I want to I want to express this in this podcast that uh, people can do that. You know, they can get in touch with you. You, you, you've put your email on, on the YouTube channels. Uh, you can people, you know, I'm saying, man, you must get like a thousand calls a day, you know, from no, it. No, 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 no. Feels like I get some calls here and there, but yeah. you know, it's because of, um, uh, a lot of people think it's a scam, eh? Yeah. Because of that, you know, those people that started the rumors and stuff. Yeah. And, and they, they're not well informed. No. You know, they don't know. So they're, they're pretty much listening to the other fools. Yeah. Well, we're going to change that. We're going to change that because uh, I never thought, I never thought, I did think it was crazy when I first saw that, what you were doing. I thought, this is insane, you know, because uh, I, I did, I had Kevin from the studio channel on 
and uh, he was telling me some pretty horrible stories about what's probably going to happen. And, uh, and, you know, based on what his knowledge was on it, and it was like, oh my gosh, this is, this is almost like a fool's errand. But five years later, there's actually a result, you know, and so I stand corrected and uh, I appreciate, you know, like, you know, you coming on the show and, and talking about this and uh, more people will, I hope, uh, get a better understanding about what you're doing there. Well, it's my pleasure, uh, Simon, you know? Mm-hmm. Simon says. <laughs> and keep in touch, okay? And, and you know you know what I wanted to tell you since the beginning? Yeah. Your voice is just like Alex Lifeson. Oh, really? And some people oh, say so, I kind of look so like him. So much like Alex. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Other people told you that? I, get, I was told since I was like 16 that I look like Alex Lifeson a little bit. So you, you look like him, and your voice is like, Almost like the same. You want to hear a crazy story? Actually, Alex Lifeson used—I don't know if he still does—but he used to live like five minutes from here. Um, and I remember there was like a couple of years ago, I was in the grocery store shopping, and I see a guy walking, and he's like notably looks like pissed off, and he's got like two things of mix. He's got like orange juice and something in his in, his, and he looked like he's like came from the pool. I got that guy looks like Alex Lifeson, and he walks by. It was Alex Lifeson. I go, no. <laughs> I'm like, holy shit. And I didn't have, like, I was, like, way really surprised. I was like, oh, my God, that's outside. But he looked, like, notably pissed off. And my story was they were around the pool, and they ran out of mix. And his story was, oh, my God, the guy that spends up, makes all the money, has to go to, has to, go to the grocery store to get mix. But, yeah, he looked like he wasn't, you know, he wasn't very happy. So I didn't want to approach him. But uh, <laughs> so I was like, oh, yeah, okay, you, you be you. But uh, yeah, you know, I, I, he used, and they actually, when they were demoing um, albums, they used to uh, demo at a studio south of here called Chalet Studios, which basically took this the studio model. It's a location studio. I heard about that. I yeah. heard about that. And I, I actually interned there when I was like 16 or 17 years old as a, you know, just as a, I, I, I was the gopher kid. So yeah, there's a yeah, and they actually did. Uh, I think they demoed Power Windows, um, and I think they did some after like stuff with Hold Your not Hold Your Fire with uh, the Alive album, Show Hands. So because that's the two plaques they have on their walls, but um, yeah. So there's like there's a deep history around this area of, of Rush and and you know and you know oh, they're great guys. Yeah, yeah. Getty really helped when he awarded the studio shirt that I gave him. Yeah. I've he never would. met. I've never met any of them personally, but I know. Uh, I know Getty's nephew, Rob, Rob Higgins, who used to meet a band called Change of Heart, um, and uh, that's a band was from the. They actually recorded Change of Heart, recorded at the studio too. Um, Incredible. But I don't. Yeah, I don't. I've never met them in people as as people. But uh, you know, I, I was trying to get because uh, I had Howard Underleader, the lighting guy. He was on the show on this show. And uh, I was like, I want to get Getty Lee on my show. It'd be kind of fun. So he actually said, just call their management and it might happen. And I haven't got the balls to do it yet. So I'm. Oh, just call, man. Yeah. They're nice people there. Yeah. Talk, yeah. To, uh, talk to Jessica or something. That's, I think that's the name that Howard gave me. Yeah. 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 To, she's really, really nice. She, she knows about what's going on there at the studio. Yeah. Yeah. And Get, Getty wore the, sh the shirt I gave him. And uh, I gave him a bag of stuff, actually, mm -hmm. a, a toque and a baseball hat, like the, the Blue Jays, the same color. Mm -hmm. um, and, and when I saw him in Boston, 
at the book signing with the shirt. I freaked out, man. Mm-hmm. I said, right on, Getty. You know, like, right on, man. Yeah. Right on, Getty. He, he, he saw the work I'm doing, I'm yeah. sure, on YouTube, you know. He knows what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I, I don't know if you saw that on YouTube. I I, um, I put some monuments there. I, I made the single. Oh, I saw the signals with the dog and the and the yes. fire hydrant. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. that's a nice one. I, I put counterparts up to now. Yes. I put Presto. It's a bunch of rabbits with uh, a plastic hats, and then that costs a lot, though. There's rabbits and stuff, <laughs> but it, it, it's beautiful. The, all the stairs that's coming up that's gonna be the eight albums that Rush recorded. Well, it's, it's seven studios album. Yeah, but uh, I'm, I'm gonna put I'm gonna put the exit stage left there anyway yeah. because um, the the only thing they kept from the recording it was the drums. Yeah, all all the tracks were recorded at the studio from Exit Stage Left anyway. Yeah, they were all re-recorded. Yeah, I think it wasn't at their mobile studio that recorded it too. I think the, the studio mobile. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's a name. Uh, his name is Chabano or Carbano. Chabano. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think Guy He used to own that. He still has it. Oh really? He called me one about two years ago. Yeah, and he, he was telling me, ah, don't. It's only an empty shell, the studio and all this. Well, it's an empty shell, but you, you can fill up the empty shell, you know? Yeah, put it back. As long as the bone is solid. Yeah. You know, if the bones are good, you got something. Yeah. Well, and the good. bones are really good at the studio, you know? Oh, absolutely. It's a worthy cause, man. So um, thanks for doing the show, man. I uh, I will uh, I'll keep in touch when this list comes out and uh, probably within a week or so. And, okay, uh, Sergeant. Let me know where you post that and give me links. I will. You're okay. awesome, man. You're bro- no, man. You're awesome. Thank you so much. Okay. N- nice meeting you, uh, Simon. For sure. You too. Take it easy. All right. Bye. Take care. Huh? You too. Bye, Simon. Yeah, that was a good one, Mr. Richard Baxter. Thank you so much for doing the show. I'm surprised you stay up that late. It's ten o'clock at night. Up all night, all day, shoveling, doing work for the Canadian music industry nobody else is going to do it and he is a saint of saints yeah so anyways i hope you enjoyed that episode i really did i think it's important to just to let people know what what's actually going on and if you want to go all the description stuff will be in the in the pockets if you want to help support this or go buy a t-shirt or do something or even just go up and grab a shovel and start working he'll take anybody um that that is that is a guarantee so yes awesome episode what do I have next week? Next week I have the 15th anniversary episode of, not the podcast, but of a, of a record I put out with three other dudes. And um, we recorded it a couple of days ago and there was some wine drunk. So I hope you have some time to listen to that one because I think it's going to be two parts. Unless Al says too many crazy things and I have to edit it down to like a tight five minutes. But anyways, everybody, like, thank you so much for listening to this episode week after week. It's great having you come and listen to this. And, and I appreciate all the people that give me nice emails and, and, and appreciate the show for what it is, which is a conversation which not a lot of people get to have anymore. Okay? So, see you next week. Have a good one. Bye.